Pendant Productions proudly presents When I first laid my eyes on you I knew fate had made one too This much I know is true When I first laid my eyes on you I knew love brought life renewed This much I know is true Love and fate will save us And we will always be enough And now that we're together We will never be apart Romeo and Juliet Lovers till the very end I stand beside you, my best friend Act One. Two households, both alike in dignity, in fair Verona, where we lay our scene. From ancient Can grudge break, break to, to new mutiny, mutiny, where civil blood makes civil hands unclean. From forth the fatal loins of these two foes, a pair of star-crossed lovers take their life whose misadventured piteous overthrows do, with their death, bury their parents' strife. The fearful passage of their death-marked love and the continuance of their parents' rage, which, but their children's end, not could remove, is now the two hours' traffic of our stage. With which, if you with patient ears attend, what here shall miss? Our toil shall strive to mend. Gregory, on my word, will not carry coals. No, for then we should be colliers. <laughs> I mean, and we be in collar, we'll draw. Aye, while you live, draw your neck out of the collar. I strike quickly, being moved. But thou art not quickly moved to strike. A dog of the house of Montague moves me. To move is to stir. And to be valiant is to stand. Therefore, if thou art moved, thou runst away. A dog of that house shall move me to stand. I will take the wall of any man or maid of Montagues. That shows thee a weak slave, for the weakest goes to the wall. True. And therefore women, being the weaker vessels, are ever thrust to the wall. Therefore, I will push Montague's men from the wall and thrust his maids to the wall. The quarrel is between our masters and us, their men. Tis all one. I will show myself a tyrant. When I have fought with the men, I will be cruel with the maids and cut off their heads. The heads of the maids? Aye, the heads of the maids or their maiden heads. Take it in what sense thou wilt. They must take it in sense that feel it. Me they shall feel while I'm able to stand. And tis known, I'm a pretty piece of flesh. 
Tis well thou art not fish. If thou hadst, thou hadst been poor John. <laughs> Draw thy tool. Here comes two of the House of the Montagues. My naked weapon is out. Quarrel, will back thee. How? Turn thy back and run? Fear me not. No, Mary, I fear thee. <laughs> Let us take the law of our sides. Let them begin. I will frown as I pass by, and let them take it as they list. Nay, as they dare. I will bite my thumb at them, which is a disgrace to them if they bear it. Do you bite your thumb at us, miss? I do bite my thumb, sir. Do you bite your thumb at us, miss? Is the law of our side if I say I? No. <laughs> no, sir. I do not bite my thumb at you, sir. But I bite my thumb, sir. Do you quarrel, sir? Quarrel, sir? No, sir. If you do, sir, I am for you. I serve as good a man as you. No better. Well... Sir? Say better. Here comes one of my master's kinsmen. Yes. Better, sir. You lie. Draw. <laughs> if you be men. <laughs> Gregory, remember thy sloshing blood. Take that, my you scum. Pot fools, put up your arms. You know not what you do. Oops. <laughs> what? Art thou drawn among these heartless hinds? Turn thee, Benfolio. Look upon thy death. I do but keep the peace. Put up thy arms or manage it to part these men with me. What? Drawn? And talk of peace? I hate the word as I hate hell, all Montagues and thee. Have at thee, coward. Ha <laughs> <laughs> come at thee! Gregory, behind you! Guns, bills, and partisans, strike! Beat them down, and down with the Capulets, down with the Montagues. You get to drink? From the fire hose. <laughs> Douse you all. Soak you all. I'm going to wash the my husbands right from your jaws. <laughs> what noise is this? Give me my long gun. Ho! A crutch? A crutch? Why call you for a gun? My gun, I say. Old Montague has come and flourishes his arm in spite of me. Thou villain Capulet, hold me not. Let me go. Thou shalt not stir a foot. Seek a foe. Rebellious subjects, enemies of peace, profaners of this neighbor's stained steel, will they not hear? What? Ho! <laughs> you men. Nay, <laughs> you beasts that quench the fire of your pernicious rage with purple fountains issuing from your veins. On pain of torture, 
From those bloody hands, throw your mistempered weapons to the ground, and hear the sentence of your moved prince. Three civil brawls, bred of an airy word by thee, old Capulet, and Montague, have thrice disturbed the quiet of our streets, and made Verona's ancient citizens cast by their grave beseeming ornaments to wield old partisans in hands as old, cankered with peace, to part your cankered hate. If ever you disturb our streets again, your lives shall pay the forfeit of the peace. For this time, all the rest depart away. You, Capulet, shall go along with me, and Montague, come you this afternoon. To know our further pleasure in this case, to old Freetown our common judgment place. Once more, on pain of death, all men depart. Who set this ancient quarrel new approach? Speak, nephew. Were you by when it began? Here were the servants of your adversary, and yours, close fighting, here I did approach, I drew to pop them. In the instant came the fiery Tybalt with his gun prepared, which as he breathed defiance to my ears, he swung about his head and cut the winds, who, nothing hurt withal, hissed him and scorn, which, uh, while we were interchanging thrusts and blows, came more and more and fought on part and part, Till the prince came, who parted either part. Hmm, where is Romeo? Saw you him today? Right glad I am he was not at this fray. Madam, an hour before the worshipped sun peered forth the golden window of the east, a troubled mind drave me to walk abroad, where underneath the grove of a sycamore that westward rooted from the city's side, so early walking I did see your son. Towards him I made, but he was ware of me and stole into the covert of the wood. I, measuring his affections by my own, that most are busied when they're most alone, pursued my humor not pursuing his, and gladly shunned who gladly fled from me. Many a morning have you there been seen, with tears augmenting the fresh morning dew, adding to clouds more clouds with his deep sighs. But all so soon, as the all-cheering sun should in the furthest east begin to draw the shady curtains from Aurora's bed, away from the light steals home my heavy sun, and private in his chamber pens himself, shuts up his windows, locks far daylight out, and makes himself an artificial night. Black and portentous must his humor prove, unless good counsel may the cause remove. My noble uncle, do you know the cause? I neither know it, nor can learn of him. Have you importuned him by any means? Both by myself and many other friends. But he, his own affection's counselor, is to himself, I will not say how true. But to himself, so secret and so close, so far from sounding a discovery, as is the bud bit with the envious worm. Ere he can spread his sweet leaves to the air, or dedicate his beauty to the sun. Could we but learn from whence his sorrows grow, we would as willingly give cure as know. See where he comes. So please you, step aside. I'll know his grievance, or be much denied. Why would thou wert so happy by thy state here, true shrift? Come, madam, that's away. Good morrow, cousin. 
Is the day so young? But new struck nine. Ay me, sad hours seem long. Was that my father that went hence so fast? It was. What sadness lengthens Romeo's hours? Not having that which having makes them short? In love? Out. <laughs> of love. Out of her favor, where I am in love. Alas, that love so gentle in his view should be so tyrannous and rough in proof. Alas, that love, whose view is muffled still, should without eyes see pathways to his will. Where shall we dine? Oh, me, what fray was here? Yet tell me not, for I have heard it all. Here is much to do with hate, but more with love. Why then, oh brawling love, oh loving hate, oh anything of nothing first create, oh heavy lightness, serious vanity, misshapen chaos of well-seeming forms, feather of lead, bright smoke, cold fire, sick health, still waking sleep that is not what it is. This love feel I, that feel no love in this. Dost thou not laugh? No, cause I rather weep. <laughs> Good heart, at what? At thy heart's oppression. Why, such is love's transgression. Griefs of mine own lie heavy in my breast, which thou wilt propagate to have it pressed with more of thine. This love that thou hast shown doth add more grief to too much of mine own. Love is a smoke raised with the fume of sighs. Being purged, a fire sparkling in lovers' eyes. Being vexed, a sea nourished with lovers' tears. What is it else? A madness most discreet, a choking gall, and a preserving sweet. Farewell, my cuz. Soft, I will go along. And if you leave me so, you do me wrong. Tut, I have lost myself. I am not here. This is not Romeo, he's some other where. Tell me in sadness, who is that you love? What, shall I groan and tell thee? <laughs> groan? <laughs> Why, no, but sadly, tell me who. Bid a sick man in sadness make his will. <sighs> Word ill-urged to one that is so ill. In sadness, cousin, I do love a woman. <laughs> I aimed so near when I suppose you loved. A right good markman. And she's fair, I love. A right fair mark, fair cause, is soonest hit. Well, in that hit you miss. She'll not be hit with Cupid's arrow. She hath Diane's wit. And in a strong proof of chastity well armed, from love's weak childish bow she lives unharmed. Ugh, T-M-I. <laughs> She will not stay the siege of loving terms, nor buy the encounter of assailing eyes, nor ope her lap to saint-seducing gold. Oh, she is rich in beauty, only poor that when she dies with beauty dies her store. Then she hath sworn that she will still live just. She hath, and in that sparing makes huge waste, for beauty starved with her severity cuts beauty off from all posterity. She is too fair, too wise, 
but wisely too fair to merit bliss by making me despair. She hath forsworn to love, and in that vow do I live dead that live to tell it now. Be ruled by me. Forget to think of her. Oh, teach me how I should forget to think. <laughs> by giving liberty unto thine eyes. Examine other beauties. Tis the way to call hers exquisite. In question more. These happy masks that kiss fair ladies' brows being black put us in mind they hide the fair. He that is stricken blind cannot forget the precious treasure of his eyesight lost. Show me a mistress that is passing fair. What doth her beauty serve but as a note where I may read who passed that passing fair? Farewell. Thou canst not teach me to forget. I'll pay that doctrine, or else die in debt. <laughs> But Montague is bound as well as I, in penalty alike. It is not so hard, I think, for men so old as we to keep the peace. Of honorable reckoning are you both, and pity tis you lived at odds so long. But now, my lord, what say you to my suit? But saying or what I have said before, my child is yet a stranger in the world. She hath not seen the change of nineteen years. Let two more summers wither in their pride, ere we may think her ripe to be a bride. Younger than she, our happy mother's maid. And too soon marred are those so early made. The earth hath swallowed all my hopes but she. She is the hopeful lady of my earth. But woo her, gentle Paris, get her heart. My will to her consent is but a part, and she agree within her scope of choice lies my consent and fair according voice. This night I hold an old accustomed feast, whereto I have invited many a guest such as I love, and you among the store, one more most welcome makes my number more. At my poor house, look to behold this night earth-treading stars that make dark heaven light. Such comfort as do lusty young men feel when well-appareled April on the heel of limping winter treads. Even such delight among fresh female buds shall you this night inherit at my house. Hear all, all see and like her most, whose merit most shall be, which on more view of many mine being one may stand in number, though in reckoning none, Come, go with me. Go, sirrah. Trudge about through fair Verona. Find those persons out whose names are written there, and to them say, My house, and welcome on their pleasure stay. Find them out whose names are written here. <laughs> it is written that the shoemaker should meddle with his yard, and the tailor with his last, the fisher with his pencil, and the painter with his nets. But I am sent to find those persons whose names are here written. 
and can never find what names the writing person hath here writ. I must to the learned. In good time. <laughs> Tutman, one fire burns out, another's burning. One pain is lessened by another's anguish. Turn giddy and be hopped by backwards turning. One desperate grief cares with another's anguish. Take thou some new infection to thy eye, and the rank poison of the old will die. Your plantain leaf is excellent for that. For what, I pray thee? For your broken shin. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Romeo, art thou mad? Not mad, but bound more than a madman is. Shut up in prison, kept without my food, whipped and tormented and... Good evening, good fellow. God give you good evening. Okay. I pray, sir. Can you read? I, mine own fortune and my misery. Perhaps you have learned it without book. But I pray. Can you read anything you see? I, if I know the letters and the language. Ye say honestly, rest you merry. Stay, fellow, I can read. <clears throat> Signor Martino and his wife and daughters, County Anselmi and his beauteous sisters, the lady widow of Vitravio, Signor Placentio and his lovely nieces, Mercutio and her brother Valentine, mine uncle Capulet, his wife and daughters, my fair niece Rosaline, and Livia. Signor Valencio and his cousin Tybalt, Lucio and the lively Helena. A fair assembly. Whither should they come? Up! Whither? To supper! To our house! Whose house? My master's. Indeed, I should have asked you that before. Now, 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 I'll tell you without asking. My master is the great rich Capulet, and if you be not of the house of Montague, I pray, come and crush a cup of wine. Rest you merry. At the same ancient feast of Capulet, sups the fair Rosalind, whom thou so lovest, with all the admired beauties of Verona. Go thither, and with untainted eye, compare her face with some that I shall show, and I will make thee think thy swan a crow. When the devout religion of mine eye maintains such falsehood, and turn tears to fires, and these, who often drowned, could never die, transparent heretics, be burnt for liars. One fairer than my love, the all-seeing sun ne'er saw her match since first the world begun. Tut, you saw her fair, none else being by herself, poised with herself in either eye, but in that crystal scales. Let there be weighed, your lady's love, against some other maid that I will show you shining at this feast, and she shall scant show well that now shows best. I'll go along, no such sight to be shown, but to rejoice in splendor of mine own.
noise, my daughter. Call her forth to me. Now by my maidenhead, at twelve-year-old I bade her come. What lamb? What ladybird? God forbid, where's this girl? What, Juliet? How now? Who calls? Your mother. Madam, I am here. What is your will? This is the matter. N- nurse, give leave a while. We must talk in secret. Ooh, a secret. <laughs> nurse, come back again. I have remembered me. Thou's here our counsel. Thou knowest my daughter's of a pretty age. Faith, I can tell her age unto an hour. She's not nineteen. I'll lay nineteen of my teeth. And yet, to my teeth be it bespoken, I have but one, two, nine. How long is it now till Lama's tide? A fortnight and odd days. Even or odd. Of all days in the year, come Lama's Eve at night, shall she be nineteen. Susan and she, God rest all Christian souls, were of an age. Well, Susan is with God, she was too good for me. But as I said, on Lama's Eve at night, shall she be nineteen. That shall she, Mary. I remember it well. Tis since the earthquake now eighteen years and she was weaned. I never shall forget it of all the days of the year upon that day. For I had then laid wormwood to my dug, sitting in the sun under the dovehouse wall. My lord and you were then at Mantua. Nay, I do bear a brain. <laughs> my, but as I said, when it did taste the wormwood on the nipple of my dug, and felt it bitter, <laughs> pretty fool, to see it touchy and fall out with the dug. <laughs> Shake, quoth the dove house. T'was no need, I trow, to bid me trudge. And since that time, it is eleven years, for then she could stand alone. Nay, by the root, she could have run and waddled all about, for even the day before, she broke her brow. And then my husband, God be with the soul, how was a merry man, took up the child. Yea, quoth he, dost thou fall upon thy face? Thou wilt fall backward when thou hast more wit, wilt thou not, Jewel? And by my holiday, the pretty wretch left crying and said, I, <laughs> to see now how a jest shall come about, I warrant, and I should live a thousand years, I should never forget it. Wilt thou not, Jewel? Quoth he, and pretty fool, it stinted, and said, I. <laughs> Enough of this, I pray thee, hold thy peace. <clears throat> Yes, madam. Yet I cannot choose but laugh to think it should leave crying and say, I... (laughs) And yet, I warrant, it had upon its brow a bump as big as a young cockerel stone, a parlous knock, and it cried bitterly. Yea, quoth my husband, falst upon thy face. Thou wilt fall backward when thou comest to age, wilt thou not, Jewel? It stinted and said, I... <laughs> Instant thou too, I pray thee, nurse, say I. <laughs> hmm. Peace, peace, I have done. God mark thee to his grace. <laughs> ah.
thou wast the prettiest babe that e'er I nursed, and I might live to see thee married once I have my wish. Mary, that Mary is the very theme I came to talk of. Tell me, daughter Juliet, how stands your disposition to be married? It is an honor that I dream not of. An honor? Were not I thine only nurse? I would say thou hast stuck wisdom from thy teeth. <laughs> well, think of marriage now. Younger than you here in Verona, ladies of esteem are made already mothers. By my count, I was your mother much upon these years that you are now a maid. Thus, then in brief, the valiant Paris seeks you for his love. A man, young lady! Lady, such a man as all the world. Why, he's a man of wax! <laughs> Verona summer hath not such a flower. Nay, he's a flower in faith. A very flower! What say you? Can you love the gentleman? This night, you shall behold him at our feast. Read o'er the volume of young Paris's face, and find a light writ there with beauty's pen. Examine every married lineament, and see how one another lends content, and what obscured in this fair volume lies find written in the margin of his eyes. This precious book of love, this unbound lover, to beautify him only lacks a cover. The fish lives in the sea, and tis much pride for fair without the fair within to hide. That book in many eyes doth share the glory that in gold clasps locks in the golden story. So shall you share all that he doth possess by having him making yourself no less. No less! Nay, bigger! Women grow by men. Speak briefly. Can you like of Paris's love? I'll look to like, if looking liking move. But no more deep will I endart mine eye than your consent gives strength to make it fly. Madam! 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 The guests are come! Supper served up! You called! My young lady asked for! The nurse cursed in the pantry! And everything in extremity! I must hence to wait. I beseech you, follow straight. We follow thee. Juliet, the county stays. Go, girl. Seek happy nights to happy days. <laughs> What shall this speech be, spoke for our excuse? Or shall we on without an apology? The date is out of such prolixity. Ah, we'll have no Cupid hoodwinked with a scoff bearing a Tata's painted bow of lap, scaring the ladies like a crowkeeper, nor no without book prologue faintly spoke after the prompter for our entrance. But let them measure us by what they will, and we'll measure them a measure and be gone. Give me a torch. I am not for this ambling. Being but heavy, I will bear the light. Oh, nay, gentle Romeo. We must have you dance. 
Not I, believe me. You have dancing shoes with nimble soles. I have a soul of lead, so stakes me to the ground I cannot move. <laughs> You're a lover. Borrow Cupid's wings. Soar with them above a common bound. I am too sore and pierced with his shaft to soar with his light feathers. And so bound, I cannot bound a pitch above dull woe. Under love's heavy burden do I sink. Under love's heavy burden I do sink. Ugh, and to sink in it? Should you burden love? Too great oppression for a tender thing. Is love a tender thing? It's too rough, too rude, too boisterous, and it pricks like thorn. Ugh. <laughs> if love be rough with you, be rough with love. <laughs> Prick love for pricking. And you beat love down. Give me a case to put my visage in. <laughs> a visor for a visor. What care I what curious eye doth quote deformities? Here are the beetle brows shall blush for me. Come, knock and enter, and no sooner in, but every man betake him to his legs. A torch for me. Let Wanton's light of heart tickle the senseless rushes with their heels. For I am proverb with a grandsire phrase. I'll be a candle holder and look on. The game was ne'er so fair, and I am done. Ugh, tut. Dun's the mouse. The constable's own word. If thou art done, we'll draw thee from the mire of this reverence. Love. Wherein thou stickest up to the ears. Come. We burn daylight, ho. Nay, that's not so. I mean, sir, in delay. We waste our lights in vain, like lamps by day. Take our good meaning. For our judgment sits five times in that air, once in our five wits. And we mean well in going to this mask, but tis no wit to go. Ah, uh, why, may one ask? I dreamed a dream tonight. Oh, so did I. Well, what was yours? The dreamers... Often lie. <laughs> In bed asleep while they do dream things true. Ugh. Then I see Queen Mab hath been with you. She's a fairy's midwife. She comes in a shape no bigger than the agate stone on a forefinger of the alderman. Drawn with a team of little atomies athwart men's noses while they sleep. Hmm. Her wagon spokes made of long spider legs. The cover... Wings of grasshoppers, the traces of the smallest spider webs, the collars of moonshine's watery beams, her whip of cricket's bone, the lash of film, her wagoner, hmm, a small gray-coated gnat, not so big as a round little worm pricked from a lazy girl's finger. Her chariot is an empty hazelnut made by the joiner squirrel or old grub, Time out of mind, the fairies, coachmakers, and in this state, she gallops night by night through lovers' brains, and then they dream of love. <laughs> or courtiers' knees that dream on curtsy straight, or <laughs> lawyers' fingers who straight dream on feet, or ladies' lips who straight on kisses dream. <laughs> which oft the angry Mab with blisters plagues, because their breaths with sweet meats tainted are. 
Sometimes she gallops her courtier's nose and then dreams he of smelling out a soup. Sometimes she comes with a tithe pig's tail tickling the parson's nose as Eliza sleep. Then dreams he of another benefice. Sometimes she driveth o'er a soldier's neck and then dreams he of cutting foreign throats of breeches, ambuscados, and Spanish blades, and healths five fathoms deep, and then, anon, drums in his ear, at which he starts and wakes, and thus being frightened, swears a prayer to and sleeps again. <laughs> this is that very Mab that plats the manes of horses in the night, and bakes elf locks and foolish sluttish hairs, which once untangled much misfortune bodes. This is the hag, when maids lie on their backs that presses them and learns them first to bear, making them women of good carriage. This is she! Peace, peace, Mercutio, peace. Thou talkst of nothing. True. <laughs> I talk of dreams, which are the children of an idle brain, begot of nothing but vain fantasy which is as thin of substance as the air and more inconstant than the wind who woos even now the frozen bosom of the north and, being angered, puffs away from thence, turning his face to the dew-dropping south. This wind you talk of blows us from ourselves. Supper is done, and we shall come too late. I fear too early. For my mind misgives some consequence, yet hanging in the stars shall bitterly begin his fearful date with this night's revels and expire the term of a despised life closed in my breast by some vile forfeit of untimely death. But he that hath the steerage of my course, direct my sail. On, lusty gentlemen. Strike drum. that he helps not to take away. He shift a trencher, he scrape a trencher. Away with the joint stools. Remove the court cupboard, look to the plate. Good thou, save me a piece of march paint. And, as thou lovest me, let the porter let in Susan Grindstone and Nell. Anthony and Potpan! Our boy, ready. You are looked for and called for, asked for and sought for in the great chamber. We cannot be here and there, too. Cheerly, boys, be brisk a while, and the longer liver take all. <laughs> Welcome, gentlemen. Ladies that have their toes unplagued with corns will have a bout with you. <laughs> Aha, my mistresses, which of you all will now deny to dance? She that makes dainty, she, I'll swear, hath corns. Am I come near you now? Welcome, gentlemen. I have seen the day that I have worn a visor and could tell a whispering tale in a fair lady's ear, such as would please. Tis gone, tis gone, tis gone. You are welcome, gentlemen. Come, musicians, play. A hall, a hall. Give room and foot it, girls. This one's for all you tramps and knaves out there. 
more light, you knaves! And turn the tables up, and quench the fire, the room has grown too hot! Ah, sirrah, this unlooked-for sport comes well. Nay, sit, nay, sit, good cousin Capulet. For you and I are past our dancing days. How long is it now since last yourself and I were in a mask? Cry lady, thirty years. What, man? Tis not so much, tis not so much. Tis since the nuptials of Lucentio come Pentecost as quickly as it will, some five and twenty years, and then we masked. Tis more, tis more. His son is elder, sir. His son is thirty. Will you tell me that? His son was but a ward two years ago. What lady is that that doth enrich the hand of yonder knight? I know not, sir. I'd have to consult the list, and as we established earlier, I can't read. <laughs> oh, she doth teach the torches to burn bright. It seems she hangs upon the cheek of night like a rich jewel in an Ethiop's ear. Beauty too rich for use, for earth too dear. So shows a snowy dove trooping with crows as yonder lady or her fellow shows. The measure done, I'll watch her place of stand, and touching hers, make blessed my rude hand. Did my heart love till now? Forswear its sight, for I ne'er saw true beauty till this night. This, by his voice, should be a Montague. Fetch me my rapier, boy. What dares the slave come hither, covered with an antic face, to fleer in scorn at our solemnity? Now, by the stock and honor of my kin, to strike him dead, I hold it not a sin. Why, how now, kinsmen? Wherefore storm you so? Uncle, this is a Montague, our foe. A villain that is hither come, in spite, to scorn at our solemnity this night. Young Romeo, is it? Tis he, that villain Romeo. Content thee, gentle cuz, let him alone. He bears him like a portly gentleman, and to say truth, Verona brags of him, to be a virtuous and well-governed youth. I would not for the wealth of all the town here in my house do him disparagement. Therefore be patient, take no note of him. It is my will, the which, if thou respect, show a fair presence and put off these frowns and ill-beseeming semblance for a feast. It fits when such a villain is a guest. I'll not endure him. He shall be endured. What, Goodman boy, I say he shall. Go to, am I the master here or you? Go to, you'll not endure him. God shall mend my soul, you'll make a mutiny among my guests. You will set cockahoop. you'll be the man. Why, uncle, tis a shame. Go to, go to, you are a saucy boy. Is so indeed, this trick may chance to scathe you. I know what, you must contrary me. Mary, tis time. Uh, well said, my hearts. You are a princox. Go, be quiet or, more light, more light. For shame, I'll make you quiet. What, cheerly, my hearts. Patience perforce with willful caller meeting makes my flesh tremble in their different greeting. I will withdraw, but this intrusion shall, now seeming sweet, convert to bitter gall. If 
I profane with my unworthiest hand this holy shrine. The gentle fine is this. My lips, two blushing pilgrims ready stand to smooth that rough touch with a tender kiss. Good pilgrim, you do wrong your hand too much. Which mannerly devotion shows in this? For saints have hands that pilgrims' hands do touch, and palm to palm is holy palmer's kiss. Have not saints' lips, and holy palmer's too? Ay, pilgrim, lips that they must use in prayer. <laughs> oh, then, dear saint, let lips do what hands do. They pray. Grant thou, lest faith turn to despair. Saints do not move, though grant for prayer's sake. Then move not, while my prayer's effect I take. Thus, from my lips, by yours, my sin is purged. Then half my lips, the sin that they have took. Sin from thy lips? Oh, trespass sweetly urged, give me my sin again. You kiss by the book. <clears throat> Madam, your mother craves a word with you. What? What is her mother? Mary Bachelor, her mother is the lady of the house, had a good lady, and a wise and virtuous. I nursed her daughter that you talked with all. I tell you, he that can lay hold of her shall have the jinx. Oh, dear account, my life is my foe's debt. Away, be gone. This bolt is at the best. Aye, so I fear. The more is my unrest. Nay, gentlemen, prepare not to be gone. We have a trifling foolish banquet towards. Is it even so? Why, then, I thank you all. I thank you, honest gentlemen. Good night. More torches here. Come on, then, let's to bed. Oh, sir, by my fay, it waxes late. I'll to my rest. Come hither, nurse. What is young gentleman? The son and heir of old Tiberio. What's he that is now going out of door? Mary, that, I think, the young Petruchio? What's he that follows there? That would not dance? I know not. Go ask his name. If he be married, my grave is like to be my wedding bed. His name is Romeo and a Montague. The only son of your great enemy. My only love sprung from my only hate. Too early seen unknown and known too late. Prejudice breath of love it is to me, that I must love a loathed enemy. What's this? What's this? A rhyme I learned even now of one I danced with all. Anon, anon, come, let's away. The strangers are all gone. Hey! 
It's the Pendant Shakespeare, also known as the Wild Bill Variety Show. Romeo and Juliet, the sitcom, Act One. Featuring the voice talents of Eric Valdez as Romeo, Andrew Hackley as Ben Volio, Hannah Jang Condell as the nurse, Randy Strew as Capulet, Anna Rodriguez as Sam, Olivia Steele as Juliet, Eric Valdez as the first servant, Kyle Garrett as Gregory, Rachel Wallace as Lady Capulet, M. Sierra Garcia as Mercutio, Chris Dickey as Tybalt, Russell Gold as Montague, Walter Mack as Abraham, Paul Bergerman as Prince Aeschylus, Mindy Raskinen as the second servant, Gregory Porter as Cousin Capulet, Christopher Gilstrap as Paris, Marty Brangle as Lady Montague, Melissa Bartell as the first citizen, M. Sierra Garcia and Finn M. K. as the chorus, and Landon Bell as the DJ. Written by William Shakespeare, adapted for audio by Landon Bell, directed by Landon Bell, assistant director Sven Halverson. Music by Jonathan Colton of jonathancolton.com. DJ setlist music by Livo of livomusic.com. Romeo and Juliet, the sitcom theme written and composed by Landon Bell of soundcloud.com slash Landon Bell. Vocals by M. Sierra Garcia and Finn M.K. Song editing by Finn M.K. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2016. Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. Next time on an all-new Romeo and Juliet, the sitcom, Love is in the Streets. And lust is, well, also in the streets. Oh, oh, sweet Romeo. <laughs> that she were, oh, that she were an open etcetera. Thou a pauper and pear. <laughs> soft. Light through yonder window breaks. It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Arise, fair sun, and kill the envious moon, who is already sick and pale with grief that thou, her maid, art more fair than she. To cease thy suit and leave me to my grief, tomorrow will I send. So thrive my soul. A thousand times, good night. When and where and how we met, we wooed and made exchange of vow, I'll tell thee as we pass. But this I pray, that thou consent to marry us today. <laughs> Holy St. Francis, what a change is here. <laughs> Good morrow to you both. What, what counterfeit did I give you? Ah, the slip, sir, the slip. <laughs> Can you not conceive? Pardon, good Mercutio, my business was great, and in such a case as mine, a man may strain courtesy. Oh, well, <laughs> that's as much to say. Such a case as yours constrains a man to, um, bow in the hands? <laughs> Meaning to curtsy. Uh, <laughs> thou hast most kindly hit it. 
Wild Bill Shakespeare's hit comedy returns part of the Wild Bill Variety Show. You know it, knaves! Listen or catch up anytime on desktop or mobile at PendantAudio.com. And follow me on Twitter at The Wild Bill Show. My people.